This is a production of the Hardway HQ Podcasting Network. Another edition of Nick and John live in New Jersey here via HardwayHQ.com, via the HardwayHQ Podcast Network. You'll find our podcast on HardwayHQ.com slash podcast. Click on the Nick and John logo, and it'll take you to our SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com slash Nick hyphen and hyphen John. Don't actually write hyphen. Use the actual symbol for that, and you can check us out there, as well as Apple Podcast, you can find Nick and John live in New Jersey there as well. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at HardWageQ. Instagram at the HardWageQs, if there's any other one. Advertising concerns, hate mail, John at HardWageQ.com. That's J-O-N at, don't actually write at, use the, it with the circles around it. Cool gimmick, cool shtick, cool deal, baby. John at HardWageQ dot dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Harder here in the beautiful, luxurious Hardway HQ Attic Loft. Uh, it's coming together, folks. I promise you that. And across me via the Sky, uh, the Zoomosphere, excuse me, not the Skyposphere. We don't do that anymore. Um, he, we have the satellite bouncing off Cosmic straight down to Casa del Regatta in the mean streets of South River, New Jersey. The one, the only sick Nick himself, Nicholas F. Regatta. Sick Nick, what's going on? Hi, hi. <laughs> hey kids dude i just want to I, I sound i just want to confirm i sound pretty good on my end right i sound yes, a little, little sound, cooler than you last sound week decent on your end that's for sure all right cool i want to apologize to people listening at home to our last podcast i wasn't too happy with you know i listened back my microphone sounded weird i went that doesn't sound like my my blue snowball uh microphone and then i went and i checked today before coming on to zoom and uh, I noticed that it was the built-in Chromebook speaker, and I went, oh, Christ. So I wound up making a switch, and the adjustment is kind of like the old-school days when we're trying to figure out the level later, Nick. Yes, like when the when we uh, first immediately got our, the mixer and we're recording episodes, and then we're like, why does it still sound like shit? Man, those those damn glory days of the initial days of our podcast where it was like it was all of that, like, I mean, I always talk about those days where I started off, and you were there for this, where I had a microphone splitter with two desktop microphones from Target. We are using to initially record the podcast. And then we switched over. We we had a mixer, and we thought we plugged it in. Everything was working great. And as it turned out, it had no effect whatsoever. It was a terrible mixer for my laptop. And we want to go into the, the Bollinger. That, that I still have. It's in the attic for when we start doing face-to-face whenever we have a chance to. And we figured it only took us six months to figure out. And mainly it wasn't me. It was you that figured out how to, how to make it work. And we figured it out. We got it. We set it up. We and had an episode where we were like literally <laughs> like the first segment of the episode. It sounds like shit. And then in between we're like, well, we found out that the mic on the la- uh, on the laptop was on the entire time and it was doubling up everything so that's why it continued to sound shit and then it's like clear as day because it sounded so much better like 
literally like an entire like like tear better than it ever sounded before and i was like damn it <laughs> and it, it took just that and then we just figured it out the you know we we the issue was fixed and we were able to to start doing stuff and now it's like we're back on zoom and having a little bit of an issue last week um it actually pissed me off so much seeing that there was a slight issue as it came to um how we handled it so um, but we're, we're good. I'm good this week. And obviously Nick sounds great. You know, his, his microphone has been fantastic every week. And hopefully now that I've been not using the video portion of the zoom, as we normally talk, um, we're looking, um, audio has been better and it's been a better internet connection on our end, which I think that was the issue. Cause my internet and my Chromebook is way past its due date. Unlike the Toshiba, Nick, uh, the Chromebook said it's not giving me any more updates. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that. I, I was reading about that. Google's kind of like, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I'm trying to prove it wrong. And just like the Toshiba, the Energizer Buddy, it, it, it keeps going and going and going. And you know, I love this Chromebook, but I just found out like about a few weeks ago. I didn't tell you about this on air. So the Microsoft Surface, um, my my wife slash. After next week, officially to the public world, we will be married. You know what I'm saying? Um, she she told me that she has a Microsoft Surface just sitting in her closet. I went, what? So I'm going to see how it looks and if there's any capacity to put an actual editing program on here, like for video, I am probably going to have a new video editing program. So we will see. Nice. <laughs> I just love how you it's know? like, wait, hold on. You just have one of these all along? Oh, yeah. well, I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> it, it I, I had to seal the deal first before I could get all the uh, extra exclusives, you know? <laughs> now, now is when the bonus features kick in. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, I really realize how much she cares, you know? So It's like, I knew <clears throat> she cared, but it's like, aw. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something, ma'am. After... You know, we're going to go into uh, the episode where I I finally have done something that I've been putting off for a year and a half um, to do. Uh, I just want to say, dude, I, she she took care of me um, all the last couple weeks, just getting set for everything. when We have our little wedding ceremony, which we're doing uh, this coming weekend. So when you hear this, um, you'll know that we're having a ceremony this Saturday and whatnot. And, you know. Uh, it's going to be an amazing thing, but she's taken so good care of me lately. Like, dude, it's, I mean, it's, it's been amazing. And, you know, the more and more I think about it, dude, I mean, you said it right before we got on the air, when it comes to other people and their tough situations romantically, we got ourselves a pair of good, solid, fantastic, you know, women, you know, in our lives. It's incredible. Yes, we did. And I was, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know how we did it, but we just managed, we like, we just like. Fell down the rabbit hole of internet dating and just so happened to land on two wonderful women. And I'm just like, I count my blessings every day of the week. <laughs> Dude, we got so lucky with Bumble, man. Bumble, I mean, for me, that you know, I remember I remember when I was looking to start getting back in the field, which I was kind of like, ah, I'll just dip my toe in and get casual. Like, dude, you got to do it. Bumble. Bumble's way to go. Cause I I'll never forget you were the you were the one that was like, they gotta talk first. I went. That's a thing. They actually have to make the move. I'm like, I'm I'm so broken. Let's see if it works. Yeah, <laughs> and it and that, did. 
and that's the thing. It's like it, there's like intrinsically they're supposed to, but like what started going sour on it for me was like it, it started feeling like oh, so they're not. They're just gonna play. They're gonna play games to sort of like still force you to make a move first, so they'll show interest. So I felt like since no one was no one was like playing fair on my second turnaround on Bumble, I'm like I think I'm done. And then all of a sudden it's just like, like the, literally the day that it's coming to my head, like, I think after today I'm going to be done. Boom. Jaritza matched. I matched up with Jaritza and I'm like, oh, oh, what? Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, this could, I don't know. I don't know. And all of a sudden, like within a few minutes, I got the first like message and I'm like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. And it's just, it's amazing how everything just came together. And um, it's exciting, dude. I mean, right now, I mean, I feel like, I mean, it, it, I'm learning how to be in an actual relationship. And after everything I went through last weekend with getting ready for uh, a colonoscopy, let me tell you, dude, I mean, colonoscopies are not fun. They are not fun at all to be a part of. Um, I, I would be I would have been surprised if you were like Nick let me tell you I discovered a fabulous new thing in my life <laughs> this is a revelation oh you have no <laughs> idea this fun and I gotta scale it back to you know with everything that has gone on if anyone's followed me on hard wage this is your first ever podcast first welcome second if you've ever followed, you know, stuff that has been happening with Hardware HQ and, and things we've tried and we've done and discussed over the years, uh, my old man, my father, uh, Big Norm, uh, passed away at 58 years old from colorectal cancer. And, you know, with, with that happening, it's, it's always a very <clears throat> fine line where you don't know when he got sick. You don't know how. But the fact was doctors actually said to my mom, uh, after his sickness, he probably has ha- had this cancer in his system for 10 years. It was so slow moving that if he just got checked out with a colonoscopy or something like that, he probably would have had a fight a little bit, you know, not have it as tough as he got it, but it probably would have been handled and he probably would have moved past it. And that, that was told to me by doctors, but he, my old man was very old school and stubborn uh, he never went to any doctors, refused to get really checked out until it was too late. And by then it's like, oh, Christ, like, what did I do? So uh, my dad wound up passing away from colorectal cancer in 2013 uh, at 58 years old. And it just, it scarred me. I We did, uh, we have a, I don't, I don't know if we have a good relationship, but we are known, you know, to donate some funds every now and again for the Pennies for Norm found uh, uh, thing that we do and we like to donate money in my dad's name. Uh, we're probably gonna do that again this year uh, at some, at some point uh, for Hardware HQ. So stay tuned for that. But uh, my old man, we knew at some point because of my dad getting it and Nick knew about this the entire time that at some point I was going to be checked out 10 years earlier because of the fact that my dad passed away from it. So instead of going at 40 or 45, I would have to go at 35. Yeah. And, like, uh, it was yeah. like er- early, early screening because there's history there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and my mom was kind of pushing me towards it because of the fact that 
you know, dad died of it. And, you know, he could have had it for a very long time, just never got checked. So, you know, when you get to that age, it's like I'm 35 and I'm not I'm by myself. I'm not with anyone. I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I could wait. Maybe I could stretch out another year before getting it done. And then you turn 36 and you're midway into finding the love of your life. And, 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 and mind you, I, and I got to say this, I got to be forthcoming. You know, my previous relationship before this, um, there was kind of a, a worry about my, my health as well. And, you know, trying to get me to go to see more doctors. Um, and I kind of pushed it to the side, trying what I was trying to do with my now wife and, uh, Jen wouldn't take any of that shit. Unlike previous relationships and even my mom and stuff like that, she wouldn't take any of that shit. She goes, I have doctors for everything. And uh, she's like, she does. She goes to like every doctor imaginable to make sure she's up with her health and stuff. And I, I give her a lot of credit for that. You know, she's really dedicated to that. And she goes, you got to get a colonoscopy. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I, I can wait. And uh, once 37 started rolling around, Nicholas, um, she was like, no, you- yeah, 37. I'm 37. <laughs> I just watched I'm- Clerks 3, oh. so. Dude, side note, just to get my mind off this, what'd you think? Yay or nay? Yay, of course. It was a great of movie. So I needed to hear what we're going to do. I think next week, because I'm probably going to buy the online. I'm probably going to get it on YouTube at some point. I'm probably going to buy it on YouTube. I'm going to watch it again. We should re- next week, if you're de- next episode, you want to review it? Yeah, I'm done. Awesome. I, I you know, if we find something else in between, then we'll find time to get a clerk's three review in there. I promise. Um, but 37, you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love, it. I love it. I lo- and I did want to ask one last thing. The opening to the movie is like my favorite opening to a Kevin Smith movie, uh, to date. Yeah. With the welcome to the black parade. He's been talking mm. about that opening and how we wanted to do it. In fact, in fact, he literally, I remember in an episode of the podcast where he where he had Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, he literally pitched, like not the opening through and through, but he pitched that he w- really had an idea to use the song for the opening and if uh, he'd be down, and he was very receptive. And Kev was like, he like really happy about that. That's amazing. I got. It. I am actually a part of that Kevin Smith Club on um on the podcast. I actually. So I had to plop down five dollars a month to listen to his podcast. So I'm gonna go back and look at that, see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but well worth I love I love that movie. And it was probably around that time period too, where seeing like that the the health issues. Actually, I can't tell a lie. I watched the health issues in that movie, it was such a gut punch to take care of your health that I think I really was gung-ho about doing it. Because I talked to Jen after I'm like, I gotta start really taking care of myself. And Jen goes, You want to sign up for that colonoscopy? I said, yeah. So I think it was probably a week later. Um, I had a appointment to go to a. What the fuck? What that? It's like an ologist. It's obviously an ologist. <laughs> it's an I ologist for, of some sort. A, <laughs> I forget what the name of the, the that type of doctor is. Um, I, I went to I went to a uh, butt doctor. So I went there. <laughs> I went I went to the bus doctor. And this is they, what he said. <laughs> they checked out my glutes. And first things first, I stepped on a scale. And, and let me tell you, man, 
I've been eating too much good Spanish food and good food in this house because I was, I was, I thought I was barely. So you over went to a proctologist. Thank you very much. <laughs> just, yeah. just so that everyone was clear on it. <laughs> and I had I had a consultation with the uh, the proctologist, and I stepped on a scale and I saw my weight. I thought I was barely over three bills. Oh boy, was I not barely over three bills. I was very disappointed. So um, I'm three thirty right now. So oh, I was so three thirty then. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh shit. So then I went in and they did my consultation. I explained to them, you know, what I was doing. Are you a little young for this? I'm like, yeah, but my father had it and stuff like that. And they go, okay, well, we will set you up. What would work? I was like, I was like October 10th, 10, 10, 22. We'll do, we'll do it this day. And not realizing and forgetting completely that, there was a chance I was going to have a bachelor party. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I forgot all about it. So, you know, with these with getting a colonoscopy, you got to have a certain situation where you set up uh, a soft diet going into uh, your day. So it's not as painful for you to go get checked out because there's plenty of chances that if you're going to do it, um, you're going to. They might find something that they might misdrew as like a polyp or something like that or anything. So they give you like a soft diet to do, and then they give you a set time to stop eating at a certain time. And then you just have to drink liquids, liquid diet. And then by like midnight, you got to stop like drinking and, and all that stuff. So, and mind you, they say the day before, no alcohol, right? Yeah. So, so heading into it, oh, very big. Very, very big. And I'll tell you this, man. Heading into that final stretch, that week before the colonoscopy, I was a nervous wreck. Like an absolute nervous wreck, dude. You have no idea. I was kind of like, oh, I hope this isn't it. They find something. And then it's like, fuck, 37. I found out what I got. And now I got to deal with it. I was freaking out. And Chen's like, you're going to be fine. Do you have any ab pain? And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't have any of that stuff. But again, you never know. You never know. And I was very, very nervous, very nervous. And then I realized to myself, November 9th is gonna, October 9th is going to be the worst day of my life. I'm literally going to be most likely hungover and pooping my brains out. Well, so, to be honest, even without the colonoscopy, that probably was, was going to be the case. You know that, right? <laughs> so I actually, you know, in, in hindsight, uh, as I get into the story, I think I might have given myself a head start. Um, so, so October 8th, uh, we head down to, uh, Atlantic city for my bachelor party. And all I will say is that I probably drank from, let me think of the time. What's a good time to start to not make this look like a total lush, uh, 4:30. started at wet willies where it was an alcoholic slushy in the Tropicana casino to about Three o'clock in the morning uh, at the karaoke bar, Planet Rose, in AC. Nice. I, I drank a lot, and I don't ever do that. So um, for me to pound as much as I did, I pounded a lot. And I was I only started feeling it at three, really. So 
it was a very, 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 very good night in that sense. But when I woke up the next morning, obviously hungover, and my body was already helping me process uh, the October 9th date, Nicholas. I was pooping right off the bat. I am pooping. Pooping. It's coming out of me. <sighs> That's what she said. Um, so... Uh, I can't believe I just actually pulled it. That's what she said out of a pooping joke. Wow. That's that's a stretch, John. Um, but so I, I told myself, I said, you know what? I, I packed it in last night with booze and food. I'm obviously not going to drink today, but maybe I should just go on a liquid diet for today. Not really, not drink anything really. So I get back to Jackson and I'm just, I'm, beat up. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And I know at five o'clock I got to take my medicine, which with my insurance was still a pretty penny. So God bless medical insurance. Um, dude, I tell you this, the, 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 this, this one. So when I went and got my medicine the week before, which is like this, I, I think it's like a bowel prep thing. I think it's called, I don't know the exact name of it, but if I, the, the generic brand, with my insurance was more expensive than the name brand. <laughs> How does that make sense? I don't. I don't know. Maybe so, the mail. Maybe maybe the the uh, name brand's trying to undercut the generic. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are your only option, not generico version. And then and then when they get you back on board, they get you back on board so you're used to not taking the generic, they'll just jack up the price. Oh, dude, it's ah, man, it was like $95. So I was not happy about the price, but I knew at five o'clock I needed to start taking my medicine. My beautiful wife says to me, Oh my goodness, I for we need food for the week. I went. Uh oh. I go. I gotta take my medicine. She goes. If if it's an hour off, it won't ma- it won't matter that much. I said. I, I hope not, dude. I didn't get back. I was supposed to start taking it at five. I didn't get back till six thirty. Oh boy. So I had to just go, and I I, I poured a six ounce thing, and then I mix it with water, and I chug it. Oh and then, no! And then I proceed to pound two bottles of water. Right in time for game three of the wild card series between the San Diego Padres and your New York Mets. <laughs> Dude, it was instantaneous. It, it, I started having to handle business. And thank God it did. Because this actually made... It was actually easier knowing that I wasn't going to miss much of the Mets game three because the Mets absolutely shit the fucking bed. They were God awful. And I almost did that figurative statement at least twice, but I didn't. I was a professional about it. Um, Dude, it was for four hours. It was just torture. And I'm trying to sip on uh, a chicken broth. I'm trying to sip on uh, a little coffee and, and some what I was allowed to have surprisingly and and water and i'm just trying to to do that and i just dude water weight i'm losing water weight coming out of me it was it was wild i feel like if i didn't get a head start when i did with 
you know, getting <laughs> drunk the night before. I think it would have been. I think it would have been like worse. Probably realistically. Yeah. So I was able to to do that, and then I set my alarm for one a.m. because I had to get up and take the second dose because my appointment I had to get there by seven. So I get up at one. I drag my my sorry ass to the kitchen. I chugged the second half of it. I was up all night. I was up all night, dude, just freaking handling what I had to handle. Doing what I got to do. Oh. To get bro, the shit out of me. Dude, I don't even, I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I did not sleep the rest of the night. So, like, it was, it was done. And by the time I laid back in bed, like, I still had to go a little more. But at times, my alarm hit. It was like 5 30. I'm like, oh, I got to start getting ready. So I got my sweats on, I got my hoodie on, and I proceeded to be driven. Because like, apparently you can't drive. You know, you can't drive doing this. Um, driving, being driven to uh, Eatontown. Well, yeah, you know why you can't drive, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to speculate. Like, it's, uh, you're, in a, you're in a very fragile, like, position with, like, your body. You're in a mm-hmm. vehicle driving. It's probably not the best idea. <laughs> I shat all over my car. It happened again, which is bad because it's actually happened like that before. Um, so I get driven there. I get dropped off and I, I go in and I was in there at seven and I was taken back by seven fifteen, seven twenty. Um Dude, not a fan of the hospital gowns. Not a fan of the medical gowns where the back is open. I don't like that. Don't like it. Too too free too freedom for me. Too free for me. I like I like my back door covered. Um, and you know that you're you're like that, and then they give you a couple blankets, and you're you're just relaxing, and then you know you're laying there because you know the first guy goes in, and you're up second. So I'm just sitting there, I'm going. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to. Mommy, mommy, Monica, Monica, please no. <laughs> and, but and of course, by the time I realized I want to get out of this, they took my phone. I'm like, damn it! So I knew I was. I knew I was done. So, and I was. I was nervous because I thought they would knock me out before I went in. No, sir. They. Uh, they. They said, "All right, you're up." And they're trying to calm me down. Hi, I'm Doctor So and So, and they they wheel me down. I'm they're like, all right, you're a bigger guy, so you got to watch your arms. We don't want to hurt you. So you go into the room like, oh great, I'm one of these. I'm one of these guys. I'm like 600 pound fiance or whatever that is. So you're not that bad, John. <laughs> Come on, it's all belly. I swear. I will not let that stand. <laughs> So they get me in the room and they tell me, all right, so you're in your bed, lay, turn on your side and we're going to get you set up. They had, and I already had the IV in my hand and stuff like that. So, um, so that was new to me. I've never, I think I've only had that done maybe once before with, uh, getting my wisdom teeth out. I don't really remember that time. So, but I remember I had the IV in my hand, they had me turn on my side and they put the nose thing in because they were going to give me anesthetic. And, I was like, let's see how long I can take a nap for. I'm like, I was like, I think I actually told the doctor, I said, I can't wait to take a nap. 
And she started laughing. The next thing I know, I'm already out in the uh, recovery room. <laughs> Where did all the time go? I'm losing time. So, and after telling my mother, my mother said, oh, they knocked you out because you, you just lost your anal virginity. I went, mother, like that is unnecessary. She said that to me. I couldn't believe it. That you know of. That I, oh, I it better be that I know of. Um, <laughs> and if it, if not, eh, well, it happens. So See, that's what I expected your reaction to be like, yeah, eh, it happens. Eh, it happens. Whatever. It's. It was bound to happen sooner or later. No, but <laughs> um <laughs> Oh well. But no, so something can only be an exit for so long before someone tries to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they start checking our prostates at 40. Oh boy. It's like, sir, I've already prepared myself for you. <laughs> uh so dude, I was so energetic coming out of the anesthesia it felt like i slept for like six hours <laughs> i'm so, uh, so i'm so here right now i was fired up i'm like let's go like, no no you can't get up right away i'm like what do you mean I'm like where am i gonna like, put all this one, energy the one thing that jen that jen told me because she she had to get one done because of uh, things too was like They'll probably give you crackers and, and juice or something after. Ooh, crackers and, I, and juice. I know. And I saw this one one of the other ladies who I guess got worked on as well that was out there. She was eating crackers. And I think I screamed across the way. Those crackers look so amazing right now. And I was not given any crackers. I was I didn't tell Jen. I was very disappointed. So I, find I wound the up lack of crackers disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was so annoyed so then i go all right can i, can I use the bathroom they're like yeah no no problem here's your clothes to get back on it's sweet so i go to the bathroom I go okay okay i'm just gonna walk to no no when you go to the bathroom go and then press the help me button so i can bring you back to your your, your bed i went why i feel fine they go you never know so for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So I waltz my ass back to the bed. I press to pull the button. They take me back, and then they're like, you're doing pretty well. You want to see if your, your wife's here to pick you up? I'm like, sure. And she was outside waiting, and she got upset at me because I dare called her car a Kia when it's a Subaru. How dare you, sir? I know. I, I called it a Kia. So I wound up getting out and I had my paperwork. And as it turned out, um, two very small polyps were found. Um, very small, nothing, you know, cancerous or anything like that. Two polyps were found and they cut them out of me right away. And it's probably going to be instead of doing 10 years because they found two polyps and whatnot, it's going to be another five. What's up, honey? I was talking trash about your Kia out in the, in the driveway. A Kia? Remember how I said I thought you drove a Kia? No, it's a Subaru. Yeah, it's a Subaru, and I just got a dirty look. <laughs> so. Turning into the antagonist, are you? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm the heel in every situation. My wife's a saint. Anyways, so so now I got to go back in five years instead of ten because of the two small polyps. But, you know, I told my mom. My mom was like, look. 
you know, I didn't know there's not family history of this. So, you know, it's a good thing you went and stuff like that. So we'll easily get you checked out and we will, uh, we'll do it again. And, and, but thankfully everything was cut out. Everything was okay. So now at 42 years old, I got to go back and get my second, uh, colonoscopy. So, so, uh, Basically, my my whole gist was it. You know, I wound up losing 15 pounds of water weight, which is no joke. And I relatively have been eating healthy ever since. And I've been eating less, and I've just I've been more energetic. So, you know, the moral of the story, man, is I I, I think having two small polyps scared me. I think it actually scared me a little bit um, into being more healthy, which is. You know, which I wish would have happened to my old man, but it wasn't. I wasn't lucky to do or have happen. You know. Well, I mean, to be to be fair, that like your your family has history, so it's kind of to be expected that that could potentially happen. But if you're keeping an eye on it and getting your checkups and regular intervals, like you should be fine. You know, and and I'm not saying this because she's up here, but like, I'm just looking to see. If no. I'm saying positive things. I'm just, I'm just, she thinks, she thinks I'm going to think some of the barrier up here. I'm the barrier. I would never allow that Jennifer. Nick said he wouldn't allow it. Um, but, but no, if it wasn't for my wife, I don't think I would have gone and got checked out, but because she's very proactive with her health and she gets all of her checkups and stuff like that. Um, seriously, I don't know if I would have done it and who knows what it would have been if it would have been, something like that it would have been worse you know if i waited for it if i waited you know so i think it's a good thing well, i did if yeah. they if they weren't cancerous it would have probably been you probably just would have had a buildup that would have caused you more discomfort yeah yeah you know and and especially in your colon region you know like i've said like i've said previously colorectal cancer colon cancer is one of the more prevent is probably the most preventable cancer you can have all you gotta do is do your proper procedures and your proper checkups, and um, you know, especially as older, you know, older we get, you know, prostates start to to be a little wonky and stuff like that, and you know, your colon, you don't want anything like that to happen, and especially seeing what happened to my dad after his colorectal cancer diagnosis and all the and you 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 were there and you've seen it, all the stuff my dad went through. Um, I really don't want to end up in that similar fate. So, um, I am very thankful for my wife and, and for basically like, you know, for every, and I, I had a few guys at work. So I went, I came back in like, ah, oh, how's your asshole feel? You know? And, and I'm like, I've never felt more free. And, and we're joking about that, but they, they all asked me, how was it? I have never, some guys are like, dude, I, I probably need to get my first one soon. Like, you know, colon cancer runs in my family. Or, you know, I'm getting old enough. I kind of got to get checked out. I said, dude, it could have been, it was, it, it could have been way worse than whatever I pictured. But, you know, it, it's business as, as, as possible, business as usual. And, you know, it was, it was easy stuff. And for a lot of guys, man, it is so intimidating to get that done because you never know. You know what I'm saying? And some people would rather just not know, which is wild to me. I don't know how that could be possible. Yeah, no, it's not the smartest idea to sort of wait for at least what like once you hit a certain age, like you kind of really need to be kind of checking up on it because it's all sort of like your body's not going to get like, like not necessarily stronger because, you know, you can do workout and sort of build some strength. 
but your parts of your body are going are just going to degrade. It's just how it goes. So if you're not paying attention to it and like keeping an eye out, there's a lot of potential there for it to go poorly if you're not, you know, at the at the very least, like keeping yeah. an ear out and paying attention. And then you know what? And you know, I I don't know. I I just think with with cancer and and all that stuff in general, and you see a lot of you know you, you go into this world and you see a lot of different diseases and stuff like that. You see, you know the the cancers and the 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 multiple sclerosis and the Parkinson's and the more recently I've seen probably a lot more of an uptake uptick of uh, ALS. I've seen a lot more people starting to get that now, which is wild to me. Well, yeah, um, but luckily there's we're seeing some thank ironically thanks to the ice bucket challenge we are seeing some more treatments becoming available which is good you know and you see a guy like mongo mcmichael who suffers from als and you see like mike adamley suffering from like dementia and stuff like that which is i think i'm more scared to not to lose my mind than lose you know anything else you know what i'm saying because i feel like you know my mind once you lose your brain that's it you know so um I, I think it's a, a very telltale sign that I actually trusted my wife. I trusted the system to get it done. And guys, you know, I'm not one of these people who are going to like, you got to get one. But in many senses, you should get one just for your state of mind and just to make sure you're, you're good. Because I think, you know, all older men should have it. Even older women should have it as well. Um, just to make sure you're on the up and up downstairs, you know? So, um, and I think because of it, I think I realized how I got to get myself back into a better, healthier weight and get my eating under control. Cause dude, you know, I got pounded in. So like my eating has been outrageous for a while and I kind of want to really simmer down with that a lot more. Cause, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no harm in, there's no, never any harm in like, you know, moderation. Like, you know, it's just like anything you do too much of it too often and it's like it might not seem like much but you know it can add up yeah absolutely man and um i think the big thing ultimately is just is my, is my old man my old man you know i with me getting married this week you know officially officially in front of people um it's it's i think it's just a telltale sign that nick i i wish i wish my old man would have been here you know what i'm saying i wish he would have been here for this because uh you know, it would be, it would be, you know, it would be, it, it meant, it means a lot that, that I, I wish he would see how happy I am, but, and I know in the great spirits above or whatnot, he's probably seeing it and he's, he's happy or whatnot, but, you know, I wish in physical spirit, he would be here to see this because like, it's, it, it's, it's something that, uh, that I kind of like, I always, what if, you know what I'm saying? Of course. So. It's hard not to. In a lot of ways, especially after, you know, during very, like, poignant times in your life where, you know, you could have, you know, he could have been there. It's hard not to think of the possibilities. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just think uh, it was a telling sign that knowing that I'm cleared basically through that and there's no real 
insane issues that we're good to go. So, um, so more of the story, guys. Check your colon. It's like if, if Tom Green could have sang a song about his colon and not his balls, um, that's a positive thing to do. I don't know if you remember him singing that song on the yeah. Tom Green hey, show back in the day. But there, what was it? Boys, check your balls. That way you won't get cancer. Rub your balls, feel your balls, so you don't get cancer. And then he said it was a really long line. And um, <laughs> and I'll always remember, man. I'll, I I think if it, and I, I I really do think if you if colon cancer was talked about more. You know, I, I always think every cancer, every disease should be talked about. And like obviously you got, we're in the middle of breast cancer awareness month in uh, October, you know, and I know that they talk about dementia and they talk about um, leukemia and, and stuff like that. I feel like if colon cancer is more talked about, I think maybe it'd be more of a preventative um, chance to just check yourself out. And uh, especially for things, yeah. especially for things that might run in your family. There's no, there's no inherent harm in giving yourself a, a heads up. You know what I mean? Just being attentive mm-hmm. about it because nobody wants to sort of, you know, be behind the ball on these things. And I think for, for a lot of people, it's one of those things where, like, some of them are afraid to confront it just because, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, especially if you if you're, like, you know, doing things that like might be triggers for like, if you, if you have a history of a family history of like uh, lung cancer or something, and you're a smoker of some kind, you're, you're putting yourself more at risk. You should be aware and be, you know, getting checkups. You know what I mean? Like if you're not doing preventative stuff, you, you, the best way you can is to be screened. Yeah, man, dude, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's basically just it. You know, I wish, you know, a lot more people would just be more preemptive instead of postemptive, I guess. So, you know, that's just how I feel. And I feel like uh, if I wasn't married to my wife, you know, who was very health conscious, very, very health conscious, uh, I don't know if I would have done it. So I'm actually kind of thankful that she kind of did pushed me into doing it and now next time around i just know it'll be a lot more easier to do so go me yeah um go john go go me all right oh yeah oh dude yeah. by the way by the way speaking of which so you know I'm tom green i for youtube i remember i think we might have talked about this off air or on we talked about how tom green had a late night show in 2003 on mtv wait what Tom Green had a late night show in 2003. Oh remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I remember talking about that. It took me a minute. It kind of broke up on my end, so I wasn't sure if I was Sorry. hearing you. Were... <laughs> my goddamn internet and my Chromebook. It's Google's fucking with me. Um, dude, I down. I actually found the first episode of his late night show on YouTube. What yeah. a surprisingly good show. Yeah. So that was the one that he did uh, live, basically from his like his own place, right? No, no, no. This was uh, they had a sound studio in Burbank. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know yeah. eventually, it, I know eventually it evolved into like one that he just did from his home. 
I think because I think I wound up being online. He was like a big. Uh, it was a big precursor to, to. Uh, he was to like doing what, what he's like Twitch Twitch shows before there was such thing as Twitch shows. Yeah, and like I watched that one episode with Glenn Humplick was there and and whatnot. And dude, that show never got the the just desserts it deserved. Man, it was a tremendous late night show that was to- you could totally see. He was like Canadian Letterman, you know, '80s Letterman, and uh, and I watched it, dude, and I absolutely think this was criminally underrated. If it was anywhere else but MTV, he'd still be doing it. I am fully convinced he'd be Jimmy Kimmel. He is still doing it. It's just not. It doesn't have the exposure. Yeah, that, or he was still doing it. it. Just doesn't have the exposure because it's online. And Tom Green fell out of like the public awareness. I know what a what a surprising downman, and he was so on the on the cutting edge current in 1999. Man, I mean, he was it. He was the guy. So, uh, I just I wanted to bring that up because I know we we've talked about it from time and time, but I actually really checked out a couple of his, the other one he had with uh, Marilyn Manson and Dita Von Teese. What an interesting episode that was. Um, oh, geez. Especially in like, especially when you think about like the what's come to light about his relationships in the past. Yeah. Oh, Marilyn. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. Brian. Oh my goodness, Brian. So, so have you watched anything particularly lately? Before we go into my favorites, have you watched anything good that's uh caught your eye lately in the world uh, of television? What, what was I watching? I finished what I watched the last episode of uh, She Hulk: Attorney at Law. And it was, uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the show. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I thought it was pretty, having been uh, read a lot of the previous comic book runs with a lot of the fourth wall breaking, it rang true to me, to the character. So I was very happy with it. Um, Let's see, anything else that I was watching, like, you know, you talk about She-Hulk. I saw a lot, I saw a lot of people, online really giving it grief because of uh she was twerking with uh megan de stallion which yeah whatever i don't care do you know me people freak out about that do you know me like marvel weird ass cameos the avengers were on letterman (laughs) yes they were so it's like people need to like hop off with that stuff they just don't know they don't know the comics as well as they think they do uh they also did a marvel did a halloween special called werewolf by night which I also really enjoyed and featured uh, one of my favorite, more obscure Marvel characters in the form of uh, man thing. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Where was that on? I was just on uh, Disney, Disney plus. plus? Yeah. It was just released. I think this past Friday when we're recording this. So hmm. I was very, very pleased. I was like, Rank true of like very classic horror tropes. I really had uh, had a good time with it, and I think probably still within the range would be. Uh, I watched the fifth season of Cobra Kai, which oh, was boy. really good. I enjoyed it, uh, but brought back some more uh, classic characters to let us know what they've been up to. It was really good. I'm 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 hoping, I'm fingers crossed that if they get renewed for a season six. We'll finally see the return of one Julie Pierce. 
see if they can get the swankster. She's doing TV again. I heard. I heard she's back in the world of television. That's good for her. I mean, I've always been a big fan of her work. Uh, Boys Don't Cry. You know, I, I and a million dollar, dollar baby. baby. You know, it came back. It came back into reference now that it's in a pop song again. What pop song is that? There's literally a pop song called Million Dollar Baby. Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, what's the name uh, of the pop artist? It's the same girl that. Uh, what the hell? Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but it, she she has another. Uh, she had another big pop song over the what was it called she did she recently had the song um crap what the hell was it called there was like she she had like a more recent like hit over the the summer i think it was Ava called, max yes that's what it is she had she had an, a song called maybe you're the problem earlier in the summer that was like everywhere while i was at work kept playing over and over again and then she's also <laughs> the same chick that did sweet but psycho a few years ago Mm. And then she most recently, from the al- same album, she put out a song called Million Dollar Baby. Wow, I've never heard of her. I, I should really check out some of this stuff. Man, this is bad. If I played you the song Sweet But Psycho, you would re- you would recognize it. I probably I probably have heard about it. I probably like have from heard like 2018. it. Hold on one, one second. Let me see if I can pull it up briefly. little snippet. Hopefully it won't trigger anything. One mm. second. Oh okay. please, run SoundCloud. It doesn't trigger anything. Well, yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I'm trying not to. <laughs> hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pull. The, I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put the psych. The pull the headphones briefly. Okay, here we go. Let's let's see if you recognize this. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. You that like she's had songs that were. Uh, pretty uh popular in the past mm. <laughs> and then when wow. i heard i heard of the million dollar honestly i just thought listening to like a lot of the modern pop songs we're entering i feel like we're entering that phase again of like heavy heavy sampling like really heavy sampling like everyone sampling stuff from like similar eras yeah I mean, like, dude, I mean, right now, the big thing is Elton John's, you know, remix stuff where, like, everyone's doing, like, his songs and stuff like that. I know yeah. one was done with, um, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Dua Lipa. And there's the other one. That I, don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how these fangled, newfangled kids do their pronunciations. <laughs> and I think there's one with Lady Gaga, I believe, with him and, uh, with Elton and, and her. Yeah. Was that? He's like, uh, it was like, uh, it involved, what was it, I think, Tiny Dancer? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. It was uh, Britney Spears. Oh, it's Britney, bitch. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, Queen actually released a new song. Uh, believe it or not, it was an unreleased song with Freddie. I can believe that. Freddie recorded a lot of material that never got released. There's, there's the stuff that he did with Michael Jackson that never got released. I didn't ultimately didn't ultimately get done like a few years ago. They actually did one once. I think one song got released, but not the other one, which was the version of um, uh, God, what was it called um, uh, State of Shock, 
which is the one the song that the Jack uh they uh he released with the Jacksons that was with Mick Jagger instead. Yeah, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but there's a little bit, but a little bit of, you know, face it alone, which I actually found out through uh, Nikki Adams, uh, Nikki Adams' uh, Instagram story. She posted, it and she got she got a tattoo of Freddie anyway on her on her, which I buy yeah. pop for. So she wound up saying, "Oh, it's out," and I was like, "Let me check this out." I was like, "Oh, maybe it's Queen and someone." No, it was unreleased Freddie track. I was really impressed with it. It's kind of slower tempo. Um, it's very reminiscent of uh, the Innuendo album, uh, These Are the Days, in many senses. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I was listening at 6 o'clock in the morning driving to uh, my day job. So big thumbs up to that, man. Um, and uh, and I know Jen tried actually having me watch the Dahmer show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I had to tell her, turn it off. I cannot watch this show. Cannot watch the show. That's not for everybody. <laughs> nah, it bo- it bothers me too much. You know why? Because I'm a big like this guy existed. It wasn't like uh, and like they're demonstrating some of the things that were happening. And I know it tells a different story of like how it should have been prevented and how it could have like stopped. I understand that, but like the actions, are, it's just like, dude, I can't watch this. This is too disturbing for for me. Yeah, it's too much. You know? like when are we gonna when are we gonna let that sleeping dog lie and stop going back to him and bringing it up again dude it's wild man it's wild but i'll tell you what man i you know with everything going on with you know things you caught up on and 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 you know just just hearing this like dude i i've been trying to keep myself up on like even like some of the older school stuff that's been going on like i actually i've been working on this video for uh and we'll go into Nick and News in a moment on Howard Stern leaving terrestrial radio and how FM really hasn't had a star since uh, uh, Howard left. You know, FM radio, many senses were like, it's it's really become a different world. You know, like there's no imitators of Howard. There's no ONA anymore. Everything's either streaming or whatnot. And FM kind of just went down. Dude, I started watching or listening to a lot of his stuff on his first few years at Sirius. And I started watching, listening to a lot of his old school stuff and uh, the history of Howard Stern on Sirius. I don't know if you've ever heard that. No, dude, it's entire audio documentary series and like four acts of like his entire run up until 2001, dude, it, it might honestly be the greatest, the greatest, the greatest audio documentary series I've, I've ever heard. It literally detailed the legacy of how this man became, in my opinion, one of the, the greatest radio star of the modern era. And it's not even close. I think a lot of people would share that opinion. I mean, probably the second closest, probably Imus, you know, but yeah. until Imus screwed it up. And there'd be a certain set of people that would also agree with you. You know, man. And then, you know, and on top of that, I mean, uh, Imus is right hand man. Who actually made it back to number one on Drive Time uh, Radio just passed away? Bernie McGurk, Bernard McGurk, Bernie from Bernie and Sid, Sid Rosenberg. He just passed away. And that's an Imus guy, you know, from all the way back. So, you know, he passed away. So it's just like, man, like all these old radio guys are slowly going piece by piece. I mean, of our generation, yeah, and a bunch you know? of celebrities like uh, Jessica Fletcher left this planet. Yes. Oh. Uh. Oh, of course, uh, 
that's one of those things where it's just like Angela Lansbury, like you forget. Mm. You were like, wait, what? She was she was still and it's like, yeah, she was still she was still around, folks. I saw Christopher Lloyd trending. I said, Oh no, not Christopher Lloyd. And I was like, Oh, he's still alive. They're just talking about how much they love him because he was at Comic Con with uh, Michael J. Yeah. Or he was somewhere with Michael J. Fox. But it was like it was a lot of uh, a lot of like celebrity ones, like in quick succession, like um, uh, Robbie Col- uh, Robbie Coltrane who played Hagrid. Yes. Away. Yes. Uh, oh man, Jen was really sad about that one because she loves Harry Potter so yeah. much. And there was like um, trying to like uh, who else? Like just like recently, just like. I'm trying to piece piece together because it was like literally on the same day. So like a lot of them kind of got like uh like happened pretty like within the same time. And I don't know if a lot of people necessarily noticed. I'm trying to see if I can figure it out. Uh yeah, so Robbie Coltrane died, 72. Uh Scottish actor. Mm-hmm. Um and then Oh, I remember this one. Uh, the same day, uh, Ted White passed away, and not a lot of people might recognize that name, but he was actually one of the actors to play Jason Voorhees. Interesting. And he was a big stuntman from movies like uh, Escape from New York and Roadhouse. Wow! Wow! Roadhouse. 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 And here's one that happened. And I got to explain this quick. So there's this book that it came out based on Crazy Eddie. I know I've referenced it from time to time. His prices are insane. The man who did the voice of that, his name was not Crazy Eddie. His name was Jerry Carroll. He was an old school radio disc jockey, and he was the face of Crazy Eddie for the entire 80s. And probably, you know, you would really remember that name if you really paid it. If you really go back into your New York commercial history, the book comes out. He died in 2020 and no one knew it. So, to me, a, a staple of New York not being remembered is mind-numbing to me. I feel like that name should have been talked about. You know what I'm saying? So, that that one's more unbelievable to me because in New York City, there was three things that were had strongest brand recognition. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and Crazy Eddie. And, yeah. and, and, and a lot of other, like, more obscure names that, like, of different relevances like that uh that tough enough wrestler uh sarah lee passed yeah uh judy yeah. tenuta who did yes. a lot of stuff work with weird al yankovic and space ghost crush mm-hmm. judy tenuta oh man so that like sarah lee one of, yeah that sarah lee one came as a surprise she was very young only 30 years old had had multiple kids and uh credit bull dempsey uh, who actually started to go fund me to help raise money for funeral expenses and did a tremendous thing. And everybody donated to that um, more power to them. I mean, Antonio Anuki passed away. Yes, he so, did. And then of uh, course, uh, uh, rap legend Coolio. Oh man. No. Come along the ride about baby slide, slide, slippity slide. That 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 uh <laughs> oh man that's very that that's Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. I can never not think of Coolio 
and think of two things. Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, technically three. Two, Weird Al. And <laughs> three. And three, uh, ECW, oh. Gangsta's Paradise, six-man tag cage match commercial that Heyman played on the infomercial like every day for like three months. Because and for me, the- there's a fourth. What's the fourth, sir? Oh, here it goes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yes. Nick, 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 Nick. Yep. Keenan and Cal theme song. Oh. Great song. Man, did Keenan do anything for him on Saturday Night Live? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, I know that they, I know that Kel kind of did like a tribute online. Orange soda. Kellen um, is orange soda parties. <laughs> but man, a lot has happened over the past few weeks. But there's only one thing that can settle my nerves and my mood after hearing about all these legends who have left us and uh, way too soon. But Nick, are you ready? We need to laugh. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's now that time. So, post production guy, hit that music, man. Now, it's time for Nick at News with Nicholas Efragata, John Harder with Comic Relief, and the Nick at News team. Now, Nick at News. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's now time for my favorite segment. Yours here on the Nick and John Live in New Jersey podcast with the Walter Cronkite of podcast journalism, the Matt Pinfield of music journalism, and dare I say, the Ernie and Nasses of fucking them chickens. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's now time for my favorite segment and yours, Nick and News with Nicholas Efragata. Sick Nick, please take it away. Well, so for the first story, medieval cosplayer pleads guilty to trying to kill love rival with gift wrapped bomb. <laughs> oh no. A medieval combat reenactor from Ohio pleaded guilty Wednesday to federal charges for trying to kill a romantic rival with a homemade pipe bomb hidden inside a gift box, prosecutor said. <laughs> Clayton McCoy, age 32, pleaded guilty to transporting explosives with intent to injure into possession of an unregistered firearm slash explosive device. Oh, God. according to his guilty plea. McCoy knew the victim and his girlfriend for several years through a live-action medieval role-playing battle game and social club called Dagorhir. D-A-G-O-R-H-I-E-R. Sounds really nerdy. <laughs> In the cl- October of 2020, McCoy professed his love to the woman, but she reminded him that she was in a relationship and said that she did not share his romantic feelings. Oh, yep, that's that's about the start to a, a crazy guy. After having his advances rejected, McCoy came up with a plan to kill the woman's boyfriend with the bomb to, quote, remove him as a romantic rival, prosecutors said. So McCoy researched materials and plans for building a pipe bomb that would be detonated by the victim himself. To avoid getting caught, the cosplayer bought single items from different stores and paid for his purchases in cash. McCoy made shrapnel for the inside of the bomb by using an angle grinder saw to cut scrap metal into small triangular pieces. He inserted the homemade shrapnel and BBs into the metal pipe to increase the deadliness of the pipe bomb when it exploded. Once the bomb was ready, 
McCoy placed it inside a white gift box, tied a ribbon around it, and armed the firing mechanism so the bomb would go off once the box was opened. Jesus Christ. To go to the links that this man went to, they say that he before he delivered the bomb to the victim, he had made a prototype and tested it in his yard. So, on October 30th, I'm assuming this is from a couple years ago, uh, <laughs> McCoy placed the bomb packaged inside a cardboard shipping box in the back of a pickup truck and drove seven hours from his home in Ohio to the victim's home in Maryland, where he Jesus. left it on the porch. Woof. According to the Department of Justice, the victim's unsuspecting grandfather picked up the box and carried it inside the home, where it remained sitting on the kitchen table until McCoy's love rival returned home around 5.30 p.m. Quote, he opened the cardboard box and observed a smaller white box with a red ribbon inside. The victim texted his girlfriend to ask her if she had sent him a present then took both boxes into his bedroom to open his gift in private. Oh, God. As he opened the box, the pipe bomb exploded, pelting the victim with shrapnel that punctured his chest, legs, and the front of his body. The oh, wounded, my God. The wounded man was released in the hospital on November 17th. He had to use a walker for two weeks and underwent several surgeries to remove the projectiles from his body. Prosecutors noted that two years after the attack, the victim still has multiple pieces of shrapnel. So besides his physical injuries, the blast cost $47,000 worth of damage to the victim's home and rendered it temporarily uninhabitable. In March 2021, law enforcement officials executed a search warrant at McCoy's home and seized materials that he used to build the bomb. When questioned about the blast, McCoy admitted to knowing the victim but denied having anything to do with the bombing and even pointed a finger of blame at a fellow cosplayer who he can't claim did not like the victim. Oh, God. After investigation showed McCoy maps of his movements on the day the, of the attack that documented his trip from Ohio to the victim's home and then coming back to Ohio, McCoy finally admitted he made and delivered the bomb. So he's going to face up to 30 years in federal prison. For me, the thing is, it's like, I, it's just people don't understand just how when it comes to like people nerd like i think nerds and geeks especially those that are so like deeply involved in certain like like higher sort of like level activities yeah like some of these people can get really like obsessive so like when they get clomp onto other people it, it's kind of dangerous. Like we're talking like stalker levels of danger. And in this case, Dude, this yeah. guy went from like, this guy went from like LARPing nerd to like freaking learning how to build a bomb. Dude, I get so nervous at times because like I went to a lot of those, you know, on a real level, I went to a lot of those like wrestling, you know, uh, like WSU used to have these wrestling, like, things before the show so women could go and get like you know get autographs and make a little extra payday you know instead of like make their money from fans and then make the money from you know promoter and stuff like that and a lot of these guys were so there's a couple guys i know that were so upset that because they bought an autograph from from uh from from a girl they expected to get more and they're like no you just bought an autograph and they got so upset there was a couple guys that could really get worked up about it and thank God nothing ever really happened. But you have those cases where, like, they get so, like you mentioned, so possessive and so obsessive about it that if they can't be had by them, then they don't want anyone to. I mean, it's been countless 
things in, in the world. I mean, remember that one story in Florida where I think it was day before and it was like uh, this up and coming singer, I think in Christina Grimmy, I think her name was, you remember that? And this guy was so obsessed with her. He wound up, you know, doing, taking her out and it just got awful to hear stuff like that. It's just, Oh, it, it's heartbreaking, Nick. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It really is. Yeah, so, I mean, but the fact he was a renaissance nerd, I, I think it's the only... <sighs> but I'm never going to look at Lamont the same way again. <laughs> well, on a lighter note, uh, Manhattan congressional candidate publishes a porn video to highlight his sex-positive platform. <laughs> In a... Oh, in a grunt for attention, third-party congressional candidate oh. Mike Itkis has released a sex tape to highlight his sex-positive <laughs> campaign platform. The 53-year-old Army Cyber Operations Officer is bound to lose to uh, Representative Jerry Nadler in Manhattan's 12th Congressional District, but he posted the 13-minute video to a popular online porn site of him having sex with porn performer Nicole, Nicole Sage as, quote, a conversation piece. I would just talk about it. It wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact I actually did it was a huge learning experience and it actually influenced items on my platform. His issues include legalizing sex work and making sexual rights explicit. Quote, do not rely on privacy or free speech rights, his campaign site reads, where sex positivity is one of just three campaign issues, which are all thin on details. Itkis, whose bio identifies himself as, quote, not married, no kids, not celibate, atheist, also seems to take aim at child support payments, writing that, quote, men should not be required to support biological children without prior agreement. He's got extreme views, folks. This guy, this guy, I just looked up his picture. This guy, he looks like friggin' the dude from Night Court. 100%. Ickes said the video, called Bucket List Bonanza, it was the first time having sex on camera and insisted he's not an exhibitionist. Quote, I'm not very much. I'm very much an introvert. The very liberal registered Democrat said, I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't like to be the center of attention if I can avoid it. But I thought the issues I'm trying to address are so important. I wanted to have my issues talked about in some way. Oh, he's got issues, boy. Let me tell you. And of oh, course, since boy. this is a political article. Sex tapes may be becoming a political trend on the Upper West Side. In 2021, city council candidate Zach Wiener leaked a BDSM sex tape in an apparent attempt to stir up drama for his mockumentary on the run. The, uh, the Nadler campaign declined to comment. Ickes' Republican opponent understood it. You got to do what you got to do, Mike Zumblu- Zumbluskis told city and state. The media ignores everybody that's not a Democrat in the city. Oh, man. You know, you got to give an A for effort. I mean, he went there. He he went for it. I mean. Put his money where his mouth was. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> this kind of puts Marion Barry, the mayor of D.C., to shame. Holy but jeez, man. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 I lo- It's just so goofy enough that, like, you just kind of got to go, ah, what the hell? What that's good, that's good for uh that's good for uh like uh, a nice little laugh here and there. And it, it certainly gets the certainly gets the porn stars only fans some traffic. 
Exactly. I actually just went and searched a site to see if he came up. He did not. But I will. I will now. I will not give up my search. I, am I will now find intrigued. this. But now you know be, because of it. Now I have this in my head. Nice. And the remix coming out soon. It is. Or, I'm sorry. The the sequel boots, as I like to call them, where it's technically a reboot, but it's also a sequel. Oh, man. That's another. I, I love that discussion. I just watched Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot for the first time in ages, and uh, uh, um, freaking uh, Brody Bruce's ex- explanation of it is still fantastic. I love it. I love it. I I'm can't. Very, I'm very much enjoying another NBC sequel reboot that's on right now, which is of course the Quantum Leap sequel reboot. Been enjoying. That How is that? Well. It, it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. It's, it sticks to a lot of the themes, and it's got a nice little, uh, uh, like uh, overarching storyline that's uh, pretty interesting, <laughs> including some of the original like cast characters. Not necessarily the ones that you'd expect, because obviously Dean Stockwell passed away, and yeah. um, Scott Bakula, at least for the these initial episodes, says he hasn't been involved, but they. Uh, NBC did order another, I think, six episodes. So who's to say he won't pop up later in the season? But uh, yeah. they do seem to be driving towards a, a rescue Sam Beckett plotline. Oh wow! We'll see how that okay. goes. So maybe I'll, I have Peacock. I'll talk to Jen and see. Maybe we could uh, yeah. start watching it. But she's more of Twin Peaks. She always oh, gets uh. Yeah. Well, it's not that. It's not that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of show. If you want, like uh. More like uh, what? What? There's like uh, another show that people have been telling me. I can't think of it off the top of my head. That's supposed to have similar Twin Peaks vibes, but I can't remember it right at the top of my head. Yeah, I gotta tell Jen that. I gotta. I gotta tell Jen. She's she loves she loves TV. She's all into different shows and whatnot. So I'll talk to Jen about that. Um, but is that it for Nick and News, good sir? That is it for Nick and News. You are the man as always. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to Nick and John live in New Jersey. Sick Nick, where can we find you through social media, friend? Hi, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Nicholas Efragata, R-E-I-G-O-T-A. Or you can find me on Instagram or Steam with the username Nick underscore at spelled A-T underscore news. Thank you very much, good sir. Uh, I'm going to keep my plug short this week. HardwayHQ.com. Check things we've got coming out. And... Um, I'm working on a, a, a new thing uh, with, with help from Banky Bruce on uh, the website for, for a blog called Banky's Hot Takes. So uh, it's going to be a shorter, way more condensed blog, just a, a quick blurb, a moment, something that's intriguing, intriguing his mind. And we're going to do something with that. So uh, stay tuned for that on hardwayhq.com. Looking forward to it. <laughs> thank you very much, good sir. With that said, for sick Nick Regatta, this is John Harder saying thank you for tuning in to Nick and John live in New Jersey. Later.
Celebrity voices are impersonated. No celebrities were harmed in the filming of this episode. Excuse me, sir. The show's over. Get away, zit face. 